Michigan and Alabama are in Pasadena making final preparations for the Rose Bowl matchup. Of course, Jim Harbaugh has a secret sauce that I think will help the Wolverines to victory. Plus, we look at the Pinstripe Bowl this week. Rutgers, I think, has a great chance to beat Miami in that one. Lockdown Big Ten starts right now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. You know how much we always appreciate that. Plus, we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get started. Welcome to Pasadena. We'll talk about this game between Michigan and Alabama, the pinstripe bowl with Rutgers uh, taking on the U at Yankee Stadium. Plus, we'll have our men's basketball, our Big Ten power rankings coming up the end. See what your team ranks there. We got conference play resuming right around the corner. Be sure to subscribe. If you discovered us over the holidays, by the way, uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Now that that is come and gone, we're ready to move forward. A lot more bowl games coming up. And, of course, uh, we invite you to subscribe here and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcasts. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. All right, look, it's not sexy, but Michigan's mix and match offensive line will be a key to the Wolverines' victory over Alabama. And I'll explain that in a moment, but the Wolverines' depth and experience at that position should be enough to hold um, the Crimson Tide at bay. And Michigan's had to make a few changes because of Zach Sinter's injury. So we'll get to all of that. Let's talk about Jim Harbaugh because he's got something rolling here at Michigan, and I want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, they arrived at Pasadena ahead of the Rose Bowl date with Alabama January 1st as the college football playoff, the first semifinal. The team traveled the day after Christmas, as did Alabama. And, of course, you know, after back-to-back losses in the college football playoffs the past two years, Harbaugh and company, they're changing things up a bit as to how they do their usual routine. And uh, why not, right? They've lost the pad. they come up short the last couple of years. Time to do something a little bit different. From what I hear, a lot less contact in practice this month. Players said that this year's approach has been a lot less physical and a lot more mental compared to years past. I find that very interesting. First of all, the day uh, the team had uh, a solid eight days off following their Big Ten championship win over Iowa. That was back on December 2nd. All right, can you believe that? I mean, we're just rolling through. And it seems like so long ago, but uh, yeah, December 2nd, they won the Big Ten championship and they just gave everybody eight days off. This allowed the players to heal and rest from a long season, catch up on final exams that were going on to wrap up the semester. And then that also allowed the coaches to, you know, their job is never done. They just hit the streets, started recruiting all over again, both uh, for high school recruits and hitting the phones for the transfer portal. All that stuff was going on 
that first week of December. And this time also allowed quarterback J.J. McCarthy his ankle to heal. Remember, it was a bit of a problem. More so, we found out more so after the fact. We suspected it as much, but learned more so after the fact. The Penn State and the Maryland game were a bit problematic for J.J. McCarthy. Yeah, they ran the ball 32 straight times against Penn State. Really wasn't as mobile at the end of the season. And that's going to be a key against Alabama. We'll get into that just a little bit. You've got some other players like cornerback Will Johnson and center Drake Nugent also were pretty banged up at the end of the season, but they're tough players and they gutted it out toward the finish line. And linebacker Junior Colston, you know, he was playing with casts on both hands, both of them. I hear he's not fully recovered. He may even be casted up or padded up, but he, he's going to play. He's going to play. Tough kid. Absolutely tough kid. So while all these players are continuing to heal, in my opinion, the biggest injury problem, and we've discussed this before here on Lockdown Big Ten, senior team captain Zach Zinter, who uh, his career at Michigan is over after breaking his tibia and fibula in his leg in the Ohio State game. Uh, He was a unanimous All-American, a two-time first-team All-Big Ten guy, and of that outstanding offensive line for Michigan, he was the best player on that offensive line. Good news for him because you know he's got pro prospects. Jim Harbaugh says that his injury should not affect his NFL draft stock, even though he's he's going to be healing and all that while all the important stuff, the combine, all that is going on, should be should be in good shape. He was really that good, and I think some teams, uh, a lot of teams would want him in the NFL. If you want to look on the bright side to his injury, if that is possible, the Wolverines have had over a month or a month uh, to prepare for and figure out Alabama's defense and how they're going to attack him without Zinter on the offensive line. So, look, immediately following the injury, right tackle Carson Barnhart slid uh, from right tackle to right guard, moved on into the inside, and redshirt senior Trent Jones, he took over at right tackle. Now, let's talk about these two guys, because this is is a luxury that most teams just never, never have, okay? Barnhart... He's 6'5", 316 pounds. He's a grad student, so he's got tons of playing experience. He's two-time All-Big Ten. Played in 41 games, 29 starts, but it's interesting where his 29 So He's a jack-of-all-trades. Nine starts at left tackle, nine at left guard, or two at left guard, rather, one at right guard, and 17 at right tackle. You talk about experience. You talk about a valuable jack-of-all-trades. How many teams do you think could just reach into their bag of tricks on the roster and just find a guy and put him in there with that kind of experience at those different positions like that? It, it's a rarity. You know it. I know it. And then there's Trent Jones, 6'4", 325 pounds, also a grad student, so you're not putting a rookie in there. 39 games of experience, 10 starts at right tackle. Again, how many coaches have this kind of luxury to just mix and match pieces all the uh, that talent, that size, and that experience like that, just anywhere on the offensive line, it, it just it's it's almost unheard of, and that's what I'm talking about at the beginning. That's what Jim Harbaugh's secret sauce is, right? Some people complain that he didn't sign five stars. You know, the signing day was last week. Oh, this school just got five star receiver this and flip five star quarterback that. Nobody was talking about Harbaugh and doing all that, but you know what he did do? He signed five future starting offensive linemen. In fact, people say it's the best offensive line group in the country. He just keeps reloading in the trenches, and that is why he's been successful here three years in a row, getting to the college football playoff, 
three years in a row winning the Big Ten. And these are all the guys he was recruiting back in the day when people were complaining, oh, you're not beating Ohio State, or can you get why isn't why are we getting you know to the college football playoffs? He was recruiting those guys that are in now that are that are winning and stepping up and winning big, and he's just reloading at that position, just done an incredible job. But you know, back to this year's game against Alabama. The offensive line that we discussed, they're going to have to contend with a couple of important people with Alabama, Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell on the edge. Turner was the SEC's defensive player of the year this year, and they're going to try and get after J.J. McCarthy all day long. That's what they do. They, the Tide had 38 sacks this year. So that's what the Michigan's, Michigan offensive line's got to stop. And, um, of course, McCarthy and his ankle's a little better. You know, he's he's not a speed demon, but he is elusive, and he does have the ability to run and move in the pocket. And that was limited the last three games of the season, last four games of the season, including the championship. But he's, he's healthier now. Be able to move. If he can buy himself an extra second or two, maybe to work something downfield because uh, we've talked about this earlier too. Alabama's got a great secondary, maybe the best in the country with those corners. And so maybe our, uh, the Michigan wide receivers will need an extra minute to get open or an extra second. Maybe McCarthy can buy that extra second with a little bit of mobility up front or if the offensive line can hold up front. So with these uh, these players, very incredible for Alabama. Going to be give Michigan. This is where the battle is. This battle at the line of scrimmage. This is where the whole game is. I've been talking about this for weeks now. And of course, if the Wolverines can't get that passing game going, they still have the best one-two punch at running back in the entire country. Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards. Corum rushed for over a thousand yards this year. Busted for twenty-four touchdowns that's impressive at any level as good as he is that doesn't happen without an awesome cohesive offensive line up front that likes to blow people off the ball and then you add a little variety with donovan edwards he supports the offense almost 400 yards rushing he also caught 30 balls out of the backfield that's fifth highest on the team by the way for 249 yards so that's that's where they can get you if Alabama is somewhat successful in shutting down the passing game, Michigan still can run on that. In fact, I think it's going to be run first, pass second for Michigan in this football game. And remember, Cormie's as motivated as anybody. Like he should be, could be in the NFL right now, but decided not to go that route, wanted to come back from his injury and go ahead and give it another whirl. And his mantra has been, hey, it's national championship or bust with him. And so uh, he's motivated and he's back. So. You know what I think. What do you guys think? Especially you Michigan fans out there or your Big Ten fans as well. You know, the revamped Michigan offensive line is still good enough uh, without Zinter to go ahead and handle that Crimson Tide. Let me know what you think. Hit me up on uh, Twitter or X at TalkBig10, number 10. My website, of course, TalkBig10number10.com or on YouTube as well. Let's get the conversation going. Plus, we have other bowl games going on and bowl teams representing the Big Ten. Uh, they start picking up the pace here uh, this week, later this week. So we'll go over that in the pinstripe bowl with Rutgers. And I think they have a great chance of beating Miami and showing them that the Big Ten is boss over the ACC in this bowl game. Plus, we'll have our weekly basketball power rankings. All that coming up in just one minute right here on Locked On Big Ten. You know, FanDuel, uh, this whole NFL season, people have been doing it. Hopefully you have, but if you haven't, you can still jump on right now. 
FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in the action than right now. And I keep telling you, there's many things you could do. Just pick the winners and losers with the money line, point spreads, player props, over-unders, whatever you like, whatever you kind of get into a rhythm of doing that maybe you you think you know, you're know you maybe better at than another area, go for it. I'll give you a couple to look at here this week. Thursday night football, it's the Jets and the Browns in the NFL. Look, it's the Browns at home on a short week. They're seven-point favorites. That's a big number. Flacco's been interesting since he's come back and been their their quarterback. They're ten and five at home against the Jets. I uh, I actually like the Browns to win and cover. The defense could play pretty good football. And then Saturday night, Saturday night, Lions at uh, Cowboys. There are seeding ramifications for this one. Cowboys are six point favorites right now, according to FanDuel. Um, do you know Detroit is almost unbeatable if they're the underdog? They. If, even if they don't win the game, they'll, they'll cover the point spread. So take Detroit on, the, on that one, whether you think they're going to win the game or not. Anyway, you can visit FanDuel.com slash on and get in on the rest of the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. I want to thank everybody here for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every day, especially you everydayers out there. And uh, I think we're on the other side of Christmas. Hope you all had a wonderful holiday. Meanwhile, be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. That really helps us out, and it gets you in our Big Ten club. We're all together in this as we check this out. Plus, you can share and follow and like Lockdown Big Ten, your team, every day, no matter where you get the podcast. Um, all right. Here, since we're coming out of the Christmas fog, we had a couple of days without some games just to just to get your mindset coming off a weekend, the holiday on a Monday. Get your mind right for when these games are. Of course, Thursday, December 28th, is the Pinstripe Bowl at Yankee Stadium where Rutgers is at my is taking on Miami. We're gonna have more on that in just a moment. Got an interesting story about 9-11 to tie in with that, too. Friday, December 29th, Missouri taking on Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl. That's a big one. Saturday, December 30th, Ole Miss and Penn State in the Peach Bowl and Auburn and Maryland in the Music City Bowl. And then Monday, January 1st, actually we have three Big Ten teams in action on Monday, January 1st. Wisconsin just taking on LSU, and that's the ReliQuest Bowl at noon. Iowa. I'm curious to see how Iowa's defense does in this game against Tennessee. Iowa, uh, Tennessee, 1 o'clock. And then Alabama taking on Michigan at 5 p.m. for the Rose Bowl. Granddaddy, the the one we've been building up all the anticipation for, college football playoffs. And then, make a note of it, we, Locked On Big Ten, we're going to go live on Monday, January 1st, right after the Rose Bowl, right before the kickoff for Washington and Texas. We're going to go live here to get your reaction immediately following the game. It'll be about 9 p.m. Eastern time, I think. So we look forward to that. And um, now I want to take a moment and look at tomorrow's pinstripe bowl between Rutgers and Miami. Look, I'm already on the record saying I think Rutgers is winning this game. First of all, got respect for Rutgers and their gritty style of play and their defense, and I think they're way tougher than the U. Way tougher than Miami. Miami always acts tough. You know what real tough is? Rutgers is tough. And secondly, Miami, they're a warm-weather team. They're going to be up there in New York. I don't know how they're going to – you know what? They may luck out a little bit with the weather. It's going to be raining. It's going to be cold. It's going to be like 53 cold, not like snowing cold. 
Nevertheless, I still think that's an advantage for Rutgers. This was made for Greg Schiano's team. So I like him on this one. And, um, you know, both teams did take in some of the sites in New York earlier this week in Manhattan. They attended uh, the Radio City Christmas Spectacular on Monday. On Tuesday, the Scarlet Knights agenda, including a tour of the One World Observatory and the 9-11 Memorial and Museum. Yeah, very sobering. Many of the Rutgers players are from that tri-state area, so their families knew all about it. However, most of the players were not born on 9-11, or maybe some of them were born right around that time and the events of 9-11. And it's my understanding that every year on 9-11, you know, Greg Schiano is very busy, right? It's the first or second week of the season. He always takes time to explain to his team what happened on that day in 2001. In fact, as you know, uh, this is his second stint as the Rutgers football coach. Well, the first time he was at Rutgers and his very first year of his first time was 2011. So he's like one or two games into his tenure there when 9-11 happened. And he talked about how he could see the smoke from ground zero from Rutgers practice fields over there at Piscataway. So very sobering story. Um, as far as the game itself goes, Rutgers quarterback Gavin New, uh, Gavin Winsett, uh, he, uh, he's looking forward to it. You know, he says baseball's his first love, and this game will be played at Yankee Stadium. So, yeah, he pitched. He played third base and center field in, in high school. Loves baseball, so he's going to love being out there at Yankee Stadium. And some more good news for Rutgers. You know, numerous players at other schools, everybody's going everywhere, right? Kids are either not playing in bowl games because they want to stay healthy and get ready for the NFL draft. Others are announcing that they're leaving to hit the transfer portal and move on elsewhere. And so they're not available for bowl games. Some teams are down 20, 25 players for their bowl game. It's just, it's just the new reality of what we're in right now this time. But a good number of veteran players for Rutgers have announced that they're all returning next season. So they're going to play in the bowl game. And that's really good news uh, for Rutgers. That list includes the team's leading rusher, Callum Manungai, a 1,000-yard rusher. Says he's going to wait before he goes to the NFL another year, coming back to Rutgers. Plus, you got corners Robert Long, uh, Longerbeam, defensive ends Aaron Lewis and Wesley Bailey, and safety Flip Dixon. They're all on board, man. They're all coming back, getting the band back together again. And this was a good defensive unit to begin with. So they're all coming back. They're going to play in the bowl game. And they, again, they were already one of the best defenses in the country. So with all the defensive experienced players coming back and playing in this bowl game, they're going to face a big question mark for Miami at quarterback because the starter, Tyler Van Dyke, he hit the transfer portal. He's not here. He's actually coming to the Big Ten, play for Luke Fickle and Wisconsin next season. So that means Curry Brown will get the call. He has some experience, and he's backed up by true freshman Emory Williams. So I think that's an area that, that Rutgers could take advantage of. Uh, it's also a good thing that Manungai is going to be playing at running back because one Miami did have the best run defense in the ACC. That's one thing they were pretty good at. But I still like Rutgers in this one. I said it earlier. I think this is a great opportunity for Rutgers to go ahead and get the win in this bowl game. All right. Quick note on some Big Ten basketballs. We're coming out of the holiday a little bit. Uh, tomorrow, if you're watching this on Wednesday, thir so Thursday, Maryland is back in action, taking on Coppin State. And then nine other teams are in action Friday. And then we get right back into most teams have one or two uh, games under their belt in the Big Ten schedule. We're going to get into it full force here next week. Uh, Big Ten 
versus Big Ten basketball. So looking forward to that. And then Saturday, a lot of great conference games. I think there are five conference games on the schedule for the women in the Big Ten. Two of them, number 17, Ohio State taking on Michigan. That's always big no matter the sport. Uh, that's a noon game on Fox. And Minnesota at number four, Iowa taking on Caitlin Clark. That's a 2 p.m. on the Big Ten Network on Saturday. So we'll look at that as we get further down in the week. Also, I don't know if you've been flipping around or checking things out. We've been telling you to, but maybe you had some extra time over the holiday. The whole Locked On Network has launched its first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts from Locked On. Uh, giving you all their expertise, plus our, our national shows covering every single league like this. Lockdown Big Ten. In fact, I was uh, flipping around over, it was Christmas Day. I saw this show being played on that network. So all of them, just constant loop, 24-7. It's fantastic. Go to Lockdown Sports today on YouTube and subscribe there after you subscribe here, please. And uh, be part of the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, you know what we do in the middle of the week? We like to rank things, power rankings, Take a look at the Big Ten men's basketball power rankings. All that uh, coming up in just one minute right here on Locked On Big Ten. Passion, drive, and patience. Coaches need it for their teams, and, you know, it's what brings the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle, of level up to peak performance. They have superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits. Maybe you got some of this stuff for Christmas. Maybe you didn't get it and you want it, right? LED headlights, everything. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need and all the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. All right, so middle of the week, we always like to do our power rankings, and we're going to get those up here on screen, and we're going to do men's basketball, 1 through 10. Again, it's a little bit difficult this time of year because some teams have played a half a dozen ranked teams. Other teams really haven't played anybody as far as strength of schedule goes. Different philosophies for different coaches. Some coaches will just play anybody, anytime, anywhere, win or lose, Feels like it gets their team ready for the Big Ten season, the gauntlet there, and, of course, everything that comes in March. And it's a great resume builder as far as the committee goes to putting you in the tournament. But different philosophies, and then some teams start out fast, some start out slow. So I'm going to put it on screen here for those listening on audio only. We'll describe it. And here we go. Going to start it off. No reason we shouldn't have the Purdue Boilermakers at number one. Zach, they've been number ranked number one in the country. For most of this uh, pre-conference season, Zach Eady. You know, there's Zach Eady. He's tough enough because he's like nine feet tall. He's 7'4", seven, 7'5". Seven, and Braden Smith, their sophomore, he has really stepped up this year, and they really make a nice uh, complimentary combo for each other back and forth. Purdue is going to be tough all the way through. They're at number one. 
Illinois, been ranked in the top 25 this uh, preseason. Terrence Shannon really uh, coming along, 21 points per game. Certainly uh, a very talented player there. We've got Wisconsin and A.J. Store is their main player, although this is more of a – Wisconsin's kind of like, like a team, right? I know that A.J. Store can put up some points, but you know, there's really kind of a group effort here. And they've got wins against Marquette when they were ranked third in the country in Virginia. So pretty good there. I've got the Northwestern Wildcats sitting at number four, basically on the strength of their win over number one, Purdue, once upon a time. But then I, I mentioned they lost to Chicago State. Um, I'm really looking forward to see how Northwestern and Boo Booey do once they their schedule kind of gets a little more evened out, a little more consistent with the caliber of opponent. I really want to see how they do. They are a fun team to watch. They they really are a fun team to watch. At number five, we've got Ohio State. Bruce Thornton really making the big jump this year. Uh, Nebraska, Fred Hoiberg's team off to a pretty good start. Not the toughest of schedules. So um, we'll see how Nebraska is, but uh, Fred's a good coach, and uh, we'll see how this team does. Got number uh, Indiana at number seven. You know, the 2-0 in the, in the conference. They've they've been beaten badly by some teams, hung tough with Kansas. The key here is they got their five-star uh Mackenzie Mbako, who came out of the box, who looked a little lost, to be honest with you, at the beginning of the season. Now, Khalil Ware, the, the young kid they got, looks looks pretty good. But uh Mbako is just now starting to figure it out and play better on the defensive end. And uh he is an offensive weapon when he gets comfortable. So um, I see some signs is what I'm trying to say. I see some signs of him playing much better. Got Michigan State at number eight, largely on the strength of their win over number six, Baylor. They're 0-2 in uh, their start in the Big Ten, uh, losses to Wisconsin, Nebraska. But I have a feel. I think, think Tom Izzo's team is starting to get together. We'll see. Rutgers at number nine. This is a good defensive ball club. They don't give up a lot of points. I think they give up about 60 points per game, just like their football team. And just like their football team's going to show Miami on Thursday, defense wins. Same thing with the basketball team, man. Minnesota's at number 10. Again, a good record, but kind of a light schedule thus far. We'll see how that pans out. Maryland looks like they've taken a step back from last year. Michigan, that two-overtime loss to Florida last week was tough, very tough. Got uh, Penn State. At number 13, I got to switch the screen over here. I forgot after 10. So, yeah, 11 Michigan State, 12 Michigan, 13. Um, I think that's uh, – I meant to put Penn State there. And then the Iowa Hawkeyes at uh, at the bottom, they got to get it going. I don't know what's going on with them. So um, that's a quick look at what we're doing here with our power rankings in the middle of the week each and every week, and we'll update those as well. So that's it. Pretty good. Back in the saddle after the Christmas holiday. we got New Year's around the corner. Don't forget, Monday the 1st, right after the Rose Bowl with Michigan and their game against Alabama. We're going to go live here on Lockdown. Get your reaction. Hit the comments. Immediate reaction to all that. In the meantime, uh, we'll be back tomorrow looking at more of the bowl games coming up as well. Probably more thoughts checking in on uh, Alabama, Michigan. That's the big game. Plus, you can follow me and hit me up at Twitter or X at TalkBig10, number 10. Our website, TalkBig10number10.com, and comments on YouTube as well. And, again, if you haven't, subscribe. Helps us out. Brings you in. You're part of our club here at the Big Ten if you subscribe. It's free. 
And you can follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app and get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Lockdown Big Ten, your team every day. And Lockdown also has the 24-7 streaming channel, Lockdown Sports Today. So go subscribe over there, too. It's always a constant, constant loop of all of our, our shows and podcasts and information right up to date on everything. So check that out. In the meantime, thanks for joining us today. Can't wait till we talk again next time. I'm Craig Schieman for Lockdown Big Ten.